Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawker, and Big Swim. Oh yeah, it is Monday night again. Uh, Monday Night Raw is on, not that anybody really cares. And uh, we have another three-guest show here. So, Icon, Granny, it is it is getting to that point now where, you know, other sports are starting. We just had the NFL draft. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, hockey playoffs going on. Uh, you know, do you think that there's a chance that, uh, you know, wrestling and WWE has to step it up a little bit? I mean, we're looking at right now, we're looking at Lacey Evans and, and Becky Lynch going at it in a ball. Do you think that this is the time of year when, when WWE really needs to get some interesting stuff going on because there's so many other sports that people would rather watch? Oh, yeah. I agree. I think so. Well, you know, this is baseball, the, NBA playoffs, NFL draft. I mean, there's hockey. There's all sorts of stuff. And there's golf, and you know, there, there's yeah, not hockey, and, you know, yeah, there's all sorts of cool stuff. So, I mean, so far, Raw has been okay. I, it hasn't been anything that's, you know, really. Uh, has been anything that's really made me uh, go, wow, but it's not, you know, anything awful here tonight so far. I mean, that, that Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans thing was cool. I'm, I'm glad they actually have her, you know, I'm glad they actually have her fighting now um, instead of, uh, instead of just walking out and interrupting people. So that one's kind of, that's kind of cool. I, I think you're right, you know. But you know, I think they're gonna have to they're gonna have to start unifying the titles when uh, WWE goes to Fox. They're not gonna let them have two separate shows. It's gonna be a cliffhanger on Monday night, then into uh, SmackDown. You know. Yeah, true, true. 
So I okay, go on right now and uh and and tell us um who uh who who do we got um you know who who do we got coming on tonight? Well, we have uh the legend Bill Dundee and we have uh Zoe Sky and we have Deborah Richards, probably the hottest director uh film director that you could think of that's on this show that ha- I mean I'm not taking away from anything any other directors or stuff that we have on the show but uh she's uh definitely ranks up uh in the hottie category you know granny Hollister will always mm. be number 1 in our hearts for the hottie category but you know she's <laughs> a close second you know nice nice oh yeah so yeah so we got uh we got uh Big stuff on the horizon. We got big guests coming up, and uh, you can't, uh, you cannot deny how big our show is getting. Not that I'm bragging. It sounds like it. I mean, people have told me that. They say, you know, we're kind of sick of hearing about you bragging up about all the guests you're having and all the celebrities are getting this and that. Blah 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 blah. We 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 we. It has. Why wouldn't you brag do. though? Well, I, but it has not to me. It has nothing to do with bragging. It has to do with being excited from what, from where we're at, from what how we started. Very true. But you know, why wouldn't you brag? I mean, look at some of the guests that we've had. Uh, look at some of the people we've spoke to, both in the wrestling community and outside of it. I mean, look, look at look at some of the the names that. You know, I mean, you could get, you could get big time, you know, you you could get big on radio shows or TV shows or news that don't get some of these names. So the fact that, you know, Icon sitting in, you know, Little Fargo, North Dakota uh, is able to pull all of, of names nationally and sometimes internationally of, you know, people who somebody recognizes. These aren't no-name people. There are people who even like if they're not a former WWE star or a former movie director or, or current, you know, whatever it may be, they're they're popular on the independent cycle. And there's somebody out there who knows this person and someone who's interested in listening, listening to this person. So the fact is, Icon uh, has every right to brag. He uh, he has done a hell of a job. That's right. And I appreciate that. And, you know, we can only go up from here. I don't want us to go down. I I don't see that happening anytime soon. But it's it's like our one guest is sky's the limit. Uh, pun intended. So our first guest should be calling in here in I uh, would say the next eleven minutes. So we'll just kind of chat about things. And did you guys do anything interesting this weekend, or just kind of stayed at home and? Well, out. I got I got I got my son moved to Springdale. He's been here a little. He was here a week on Friday, so we got him moved into his new apartment. So he's just like down the street from us. So it's kind of nice to have him closer to us now. So. And you also have someone to do all your yard work too. Well, my husband does yard work, so <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, he, my son's going to come up here and help us. We've got a storage building out in our backyard that's got 
stuff in it that we're going to start going through and either have a great big yard sale or just take it all to the auction and whatever we get out of it, we get out of it because I'm tired of looking at it. I told my husband, I said, we're going to start downsizing because I don't need all this stuff. I don't want all this stuff. I mean, I don't have a lot of stuff, but I have more than well, I need, remember, and I am just going to go down. Remember, I'm just going to go down to the have, basic necessities, you know. Remember, if you have any, uh, you know, if you have any uh, memorabilia or anything like that that you want, you know, you can box it up. I will pay to ship it to me, and I'll give it a good home, like I always do. Okay. Okay, well, I'll I'll see what I got, Icon, because I really, I, I honestly don't remember what we have up there in that storage building. So if I see anything that you might be interested in, I'll send it your way. <laughs> Any, uh, yeah, anything sports related, definitely will uh, will take, no matter what it is. I, I could care less if it's a uh, tooth, uh, Kansas City Royals toothpick holder, anything. I'll see what I got because honestly, I don't remember what I have out there in that storage building. I've got to start going through boxes, and I I just really don't remember what I've got to tell you the truth. So. And then what? Uh, then what? Uh, don't send me. We'll have to get you hooked up with the American Pickers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I I I don't have I I don't have anything. I'm pretty sure. That I don't have anything because I've I've watched that show many times. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that I don't have the kind of stuff that they're interested in. So I I don't think that's going to be an issue there. But you know, well, I'll see hey, what I got. I'll them, see what I got. So even to have them come out and you can be on the show and they buy one item from you. That would be oh, that's true. Right that's there. true. I mean, to have Granny Hulkster on American Pickers, that would be pretty awesome, you know. So. Yeah, you can let him know that we had uh, his brother on the on on our show with him, mm-hmm. you know. Mhm. So. So yeah, so we have uh, we have some fun times coming up, and uh, uh, as long as we're waiting. I will let everybody know uh, next week. Uh, they haven't confirmed yet, of course, but uh, they—it's. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be a problem with these guys. We have, uh, I guess you could say, we have uh, midget madness uh, next week. Uh, we have Deadpool, um, <coughs> Tommy D, with us, and we have. Steve Dixon, and not to offend anybody, any little people out there, but uh, we're going to fit them both into small segments. <laughs> that was probably I, I, the I best could... one. That was probably the best one you said. Like, I, I wish I had a a butadoomch for that one instead of uh, instead of my normal horn for you because that one was actually pretty good. Well, I, I couldn't resist. You know, I, I, I'm working on my comedy material. I'm working on uh, my timing and my material, and trying to put together a little act. Want to get on? Well, you know, they say one of the hardest down. things to do, one of the hardest things to do, and be successful at is stand-up comedy. Right. Yeah, it's pretty difficult. So. There's, well, at least to be successful at it anyway. They're saying that's one of the hardest things you can do as a profession. 
rights. And, of course, the Cauliflower Alley Club is going on this week out in Vegas. I wish I could be there. That's on Granny's bucket list is to be able to go to the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion one year. I mean, even if I can just go one time to say that I've been, I, that's that's on my bucket list. So I have a lot of wrestling friends that go there every year for Cauliflower Alley Club, and I would love to be out there to be a part of that. What what is it like uh like a tournament or something or No, well well they have they have they have like a couple wrestling events, you know, wrestling shows like at night and they have a big on awards ceremony and Hold on guys, I gotta Brian take this Blair, for he's like Brian Blair's like the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. Be Brian Blair, you know, from the Killer Bees, you know. Brian oh, Blair. Yeah. Yeah, he he's like the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. I mean, James Beard, matter of fact, James Beard, the referee that we had on our show not too long ago, he's out there this, you know, for Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. So great great guy. Yep. Yeah, I love James Beard. I have his book and I can't wait till he writes his second one. James Beard is one of the most awesome guys you will ever meet in this business. And he's one of well, the best referees that I've ever seen. I mean, I, I know a lot of referees, and he, he's one of the best there is in this business. Well, all the all the conversations I had with him over the phone, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with all his knowledge and what a genuinely nice guy he is. And he well, is. Well, um, yeah. and Tim Storm... Tim Storm, I'm sure he's out there with James Beard, too. You know, Tim Storm is another personal friend of mine back from the traditional championship wrestling days. Brian Thompson, he was one of TCW's commentators for many years when they ran in Arkansas. I mean, I know a lot of guys that wrestled for TCW that are actually out there, I'm sure that are out there this week for the CAC, so... Yeah, so we're just waiting for our first guest. It will be Bill Dundee when he calls in. We'll put him on, and uh, we'll have some good conversation with him, and uh, that should all be fun. So, anyway. So, do you guys like the fact that Monday, uh, that WWE is moving to Fox Sports? Is that a good move, or is that not a good move? Uh, I don't know. I I don't I don't know I I don't I I'm gonna have to wait and see I don't I don't want to give a I don't want to give a prediction until I actually see the results <laughs> I mean you know see see what it's like I mean I don't know you know I've seen it on USA Network for so long that it's kind of gonna be odd to have it on a different a different network but we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Well, yeah, it's, uh, I think they'll probably be able to get away with more stuff than uh, than being on uh, USA Network, or maybe not. I don't know, but I guess we'll see if they. Well, they have, some, they, they, they have so many kids nowadays watching, you know, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. You know, they're going to have to keep it, 
they're going to have to keep it kind of family friendly, you know. I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to go really, you know, too too crazy with it. I mean, you know, because there are a lot of kids that do watch WWE, and you know, out of respect, you know, for as a parent, you know, you kind of. If if you're if you're any kind of caring parent, you kind of monitor what your kids watch. You know, I mean, I mean now my son, yes, he watched wrestling when he was a kid. I mean, of course, I love wrestling. So I mean, but and there's a lot of parents that let their kids watch wrestling. But you know, it's still they need to. You know, it has to be. It has to be family friendly. You know, and yeah, icon, and still nobody like on about, the line here. Like, okay. Uh, well, I just messaged him, told him to call in. So I that's what I okay. like. That's what I like. That's what I like about the independent wrestling shows is they keep it family friendly, and that's what I like about it. You know, they they don't they don't let it get out of hand. They don't let the language get out of hand. You know, and I mean, so that's what I like about it. Hmm. So yeah. So, how was your weekend, Big Swing? Um, pretty uneventful. I mean, just working. You know, I was just working uh, a lot. I mean, it's been. I've been sort of switching out. You know, switching up my hours and, you know, working more than I have been lately. So, you know, uh, just just busy, really. You know, uh, other than that, not, not nothing, nothing too special went on. Yeah. Well, I'm in the same boat, you know, working uh, two jobs, you know, from 5.30 in the morning till 9.30 at night every day. So, but I'm getting through that. I mean, I miss not being able to work, but, you know, I just, my health won't allow me to do it anymore. So, unfortunately... Well, you know, you get you get a fun job working with us, so that's uh, that's torture. <laughs> I do, I do, and you know, working with B Train, you know, so I mean, you know, I I do, but you know, I miss I miss being able to interact with my customers, you know, and the kids that I used to see when I worked, you know, and everything. And customer relation has always been my strong point, you know, customer service, you know, and they're working. Icon, did he um? Did he message back, or did she, did our first guest message back and say that they were calling? Not yet, no. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Granny, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm just oh, trying no, to no, 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 that's out. okay, that's okay. No, that's okay, that's perfectly fine. He, he, so. he, he confirmed this weekend, so I don't know why he uh, uh, wouldn't. Did you, did you well, forget to tell him, did you forget to tell him which, uh, which time zone again? No, because I believe we're in the same time zone because he's on the road, so. Okay. Well, either way. um, Well, I'm wondering wondering if he's not at the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion this week, too. Ah, you know, that's definitely possible. Definitely possible. Um, So, I got to tell me... um, when it comes to 
you know, when it comes to the midget show next week, how did you go about getting these, like, get these people, and, and, and how are you able to, how are you able to get a lot of these guests on without us having to, you know, give their agents something or whatnot? I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still professionals. I'm sure a lot of them have some sort of a booking agent. I mean, how are we not hemorrhaging money right now to these people? Well, you know, the the thing is, there are a few rules about uh, being a guest on the show. One, we one and the big one, we will not pay you to be on the show because if we pay you and you don't show up, we're out of money. So, well, one, you would pay, pay them. You would pay them after their appearance, of course. I mean, that would be a contractual thing, but. Well, there is well, there is a deal that a lot of uh, a lot of the ones that wanted to be guests that wanted to be paid, they wanted the money up front. Mm. True. Um, now, my thing, the Icon, though, is, is well, oh yeah, what's the second, second rule? Yeah, the second rule is it's live, never recorded, and the third rule is it's a off-the-cuff interview, we will not send you questions that we will ask in advance. Ah, well, well that's, that's always good. Yeah. I like that part. So those uh, are the rules. Okay, okay. So I'm just checking the checking the switchboard here, making sure everything's good. Hey, uh, look, look who's on now, Sammy Zayn. What the hell happened Sammy with him, man? Zane. He's really turned himself oh. around. Oh, he's being still a jerk, like always. He doesn't yeah, care well, about the fans. He used to be all right. He doesn't care. I mean, he used to be a good guy, but when he hooked up with Kevin Owens, then he that's when he changed and. Oh, so Kevin Owens Kevin changed Owens, him. <laughs> you know, Kevin Owens turned on turned on uh, New Day last week, you know, because now he's going wants to go after Kofi Kingston's belt. So, and there's rumors floating around that once Big E comes back, that they're thinking about. I've heard. I don't know how true this is. That they're thinking about hooking Big E up with Kevin Owens. I don't know how true that is, but I I hope that's not the case. So. I don't know. I, I don't know if I really like his um his character now. He's kind of a like kind of whiny, you know what I'm saying? He's kinda of, Oh yeah. Sammy Zane, yeah, I don't, I don't either. So Well look, Although I was never super huge on him, but Huh? Look who his best friend is. You know? Yeah, his <laughs> former best friend. I, I don't know well, if they're best friends they're anymore. Buddies. I don't I don't I don't know. I think they're still friends. I don't know. So. Hmm. But Granny's got wrestling for a cause coming up this week, and I'm excited about that. I I had to miss the last show that they did because we were getting my son moved to do his new apartment. But this show is going to be a very special, extra special show this Saturday in Locust Grove, Oklahoma. 
It's hmm. for uh, Tim Rockwell's mother. She has lung cancer. She has cancer, and so we are doing a special show for Mama Rockwell. This is Vendetta, the fight for Mama Rockwell, and it's going to be a very special show. So I'm looking for it. The fans get to make the matches, basically, and that's always a good time when when we get to do that. Nice. So well, we'll do that. I don't know what uh, what's going on. Uh, this would be uh, I I don't think uh, I'm getting stiffed on purpose here, but this would be the second time uh, that he's nice. confirmed and. So I I don't know. We'll we'll just uh, we'll just go up. <laughs> Our uh, next guest calls in, so yeah, we can uh, we can handle it. Our other two guests have confirmed, so oh good, 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 good. We we can we can we can make it work until then. So um, now I can money in the bank. Um, are they doing it differently this year? Because they, there's only four Raw, and I'm assuming four SmackDown. Um, are they are they doing things a little bit differently? Like each one, like like there's not going to be a different match. Uh, like, like I think they're only doing one Money in the Bank, right? I don't think there's there's going to be like remember how SmackDown had its own match and Raw had its own match. Right, right. I think what they're going to do is uh, it's going to be uh, it'll be a Money in the Bank match. But it will be uh, more superstars this time. Well, like true. double the in one match. Hmm. That that might be how, and they'll have a men's and women's one. That might be how Becky Lynch ends up losing this, because somebody from either Raw or from SmackDown will cash in, take that belt, and then she'll be stuck with only one of the two belts. So I think that's probably how they'll how they'll work this. Possibility. Right. right. So, so, um, so we now, were talking about this off the air. I do want to send out uh, congratulations to uh, a friend of mine, uh, Easton sure. for getting drafted into the NFL. Wait a minute. A friend of yours? Is he a friend of yours? I, I, like, like I know you know Carson Wentz. Like, you, you, you know. You know, you, you could call Carson right now and be like, hey, man, it's the icon. But what about Easton Stick, though? I didn't know you had the same sort of similar personal relationship with Easton that you did with Carson. Well, I, I, well I've, known, uh, I've known Easton since he was a freshman here at NDSU. So he, uh, uh, he he's, a, he's, he's a great guy. And uh, I, you know. We had wasn't uh, there a pretty good wasn't there a pretty good and pretty successful uh, quarterback at NDSU before Carson Wentz even too? I mean this team has been pretty this team has been pretty relevant for a decent you know decent <clears throat> long time right? Yeah, Brock Jensen he was uh, originally uh, signed as an undrafted free agent with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I, okay. I was gonna say I knew they had somebody before Carson even who was decent so. And then he went. Right. To, then he went to the Ottawa. Then he went to the Ottawa Red Blacks and won three more championships. So, hmm. of the CFL. And you guys have a good. Do you guys have a good arena program up there? Well, no, not really. But we do have a great inde- uh, independent football team, semi-pro team, the Invaders, who are one and zero after 
defeating the uh, Dakota War Eagles. The Dakota hmm. War Eagles, uh, forty-nine to nothing, uh, this past day. Wow! Now where, now, where do the Dakota War Eagles play? They play on the uh, other end of the state. Okay, but they're not a they're not a South Dakota team. No, 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 no. They are. They are. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, we're off this week, and we have another home game next week against the Mud Dogs. That's D-A-W-G-S, Mud Dogs. You know, as you know, we had the president of the league on with us uh, several months back, uh, Matt Pensnick. He's also the... uh, I do remember that. Yeah, and uh, he was there this weekend. I got to talk to him, got to say hello to him. Uh, nice guy, and uh, let him know how popular his appearance was, and hopefully we'll be able to get him back on again at some point. But as you guys know, we're booked up now until next March in our guest list, so we shall see. We'll try and uh, slip him in as we have. Well, a- you know the guy that we had fill in last week, you know Matthew. He said he had a really great time being on the show. With us. Yeah, he I, yeah, I, I, I messaged him the other day and thanked him for being on, and he said he had a really great time, and he said he was looking forward to being with on with us again very soon. So, well, we'll we'll definitely uh, definitely have him on because he's going to get us some good guests too. <clears throat> I just got to uh, be able to fit them all in, you know. Yeah. So if uh as long as you guys don't have any uh plans for the for the next uh year and a half <laughs> well, <laughs> this show will keep this the show will keep going, you know. Without provocation, without stoppage, in other words. Well, now I, I I'm going to have to make myself a mental note um when I go to Vegas the end of June, because July 1st, on that Monday, July 1st, I'm actually still going to be out in Vegas, so I'll have to remember that they're two hours, like, they're, like, on Pacific time, so I'll have to remember that uh, I'll have to, I, I hope that that's the last night of the convention, and I don't think I have anything going on. Well, Granny, what time is it where you're at right now? I'm on Central Time. I'm on the same time as Icon. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm saying, but what what time is it where you are? It's 9, it's 9.30 right now where I'm okay. at. Okay. All right, in Vegas, it's, in Vegas, it's 7.30 right now, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, okay. so I, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think I've got anything because I actually leave to come home from Vegas on that Tuesday, July 2nd. I fly out of Vegas July 2nd, that Tuesday afternoon to come back to Arkansas. But I don't think I have anything going on that Monday night. So I think I'll be good to to go to still be able to call in to the show that night. But when I, if I find out differently... If I if I find out differently, I will let you all know in plenty of time. You know, while I'm still um, out there, so. 
Well, even if you have to be a little late, we'll understand, too. That's fine. Well, yeah, I know. But like I said, I, I, I don't foresee anything because by then, everything that I'm going to be having to be doing while I'm out there will already be done. So I know they have a, a special event that Monday night for they call it the League of Guardians event, but I'm not a part of that. So I don't think. I don't think I have to be there for that, but um, so, anyways. Icon, are you a uh, are you a um, are you a superhero movie fan? To some extent, yes. You heard Avengers Endgame had 1.2 billion dollar opening weekend, like one of the largest in history for any movie ever. I heard my that. son, I my son, my son and his friend went to that movie the other night, all well, the night that it opened, and um, they, yeah, they said the theater was packed. <laughs> they say it was good though. Matter fact, matter, oh yeah, they said it was awesome. It was a three-hour movie. Mm. Matter of fact, one of my, a bunch of my wrestling friends from WFC, the one guy, Jason Doggins. He actually rented a whole movie theater, one movie theater. He rented it for the whole night for him and a bunch of our wrestling friends and a bunch of those people from WFC. They all went to see it. I mean, he he actually contacted the movie theater and said, hey, I want to rent this movie theater for however many seats was in the theater. And they, they, they sold out one theater, just a bunch of people that I know – from my wrestling family, and they all went to school. Wow. So, well, you know, wow. you know I, I haven't yet. I plan to go see it, but um, the when it, when a movie's big like that, I usually don't go opening weekend just to, just because of the fact of how busy it is. What they did here in Fargo is they had uh, uh, two theaters. Uh, play the movie nonstop from uh, Friday afternoon all the way to Sunday night, just keeping the theater open just to get people filtered through the to watch it. Well, that's what they did in Fayetteville, I think, too. They, um, opening night, they had several, of course, they, that theater, they've got like, They've got several theaters, and I don't know how many the- how many theaters they actually had showing it, but they had times going up to you know starting at ten forty at night, midnight. You know, I mean, they had various times throughout the the afternoon and evening that they started showing it. So, guys, how goofy does this look? Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe having this feud. Stupid, ridiculous, ridiculous. Like, 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 like Rey Mysterio is so little, and, and he's old now. And Samoa Joe is like, I, I mean, this is this is like the big kid in the neighborhood being up a toddler. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is like the 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 neighborhood bully. Yeah, attacking like a much younger kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know, and Samoa Joe's won, you know, every time that they face, which which is what you would expect. So I, I don't know. It's just to me, I understand you need to do something with Rey Mysterio, and and you, you need to do something with Samoa Joe. But to me, this rivalry just doesn't make that much sense. 
Oh, icon. We do have a guest on the line here with us, however. Um, and it yeah. is a, it, it, it's a three three zero. Yep, got it. Is that yep. correct? Okay. Yep. So what I'm gonna do real quick, I'm gonna uh, step aside real quick. I'll have the headphones on. I'm gonna let you do your thing, icon, and uh, I'm gonna pop them through. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Tonight, it's Sky's the Limit with our guest extraordinaire. She gives independent wrestling new meaning to excellence. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Zoe Sky. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. (laughs) How are you, Zoe? Good to have you. Great. How are you? Now tell me, uh, my, this is my this is my ego talking here. Was that not the greatest in ring introduction you've ever had? That was very very good. I was is this a podcast or should I be like walking through the curtain right now? What what is happening? So that was definitely good. I I approve. I highly approve. And uh, you also got a cool collector's card made from the icon too. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one you one you sent. Absolutely. Right there, you go. So we have Zoe Sky here. We have, um, well, we have 30-plus minutes here with Zoe, so we'll, we'll get into the interview here. Uh, but before we get into the heart of the interview, we're going to take a quick timeout. And, uh, I sent you a line, and we're going to have you do that now, and then we'll uh, ask you the good questions, and then we'll have you tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'll count you down from five. If you're ready to do the liner, we'll go ahead and take care of that. Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Ready? Five. Four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Zoe Sky, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Awesome. So now what we we usually do to start out the interview is after I uh, give the guests the best introduction they've ever had, we let them give (laughs) us a little background about themselves, and then we ask them some questions. So you want to give us a little background about yourself, and we'll... uh, ask you some uh, questions. Yeah, sure. So we'll just get right to the basics, I guess. So, uh, yeah, uh, pro wrestler of uh, 12 years now. Uh, I trained in Cleveland, Ohio under JT Lightning and Johnny Gargano. Um, before training in wrestling, I literally knew nothing about, you know, uh, indie, independent professional wrestling. I was just uh, very athletic, and, you know, I just I just always loved sports and I loved wrestling, and it was just something I wanted to do. So when I when I found it, I uh, took the advantage and, and trained, and and here we are, twelve years later. It's pretty simple. Here here I am. So when you decided to get into the business, and you let your relatives and your parents know that uh, you're going to be a wrestler, what was their thought of it? Were they like, are, are you kidding, or were they full on, or they say, when's your first match so we can come throw <laughs> stuff at uh, your opponent? Yeah, uh, I mean, a bit of a mixed reaction. Uh, my family has always been very supportive of everything I've done, though. Uh, so, like, with, with that, like, even though they, they necessarily didn't think that it was the greatest idea, they still supported me. You know, my dad, uh, my dad actually, because of the Attitude Era and the way uh, things were, you know, I was, I was young, uh, you know, there's, there's mid to late 2000s. Uh, my dad did not like us watching wrestling whatsoever. Uh, so, for him, it was... Uh, it was a little more, he, he didn't really care for it so much, but he definitely still supported me. He still came to shows, you know, he still helped me 
Uh, at one point, he, he gave me money to get my passport so I could go overseas and other things. So, like, and like I said, my mom, uh, always super supportive. Everything I've done, she's always been my backbone. You know, in school and sports, she would always make sure I had everything I needed, you know, so I could I could play, whatever equipment, shoes, whatever it may be. Um, you know, my grandparents, the same. My grandma, you know, she she just don't get hurt, you know, whatever. But she was always there. Like, my, my whole family, my stepdad, too, everybody even if they didn't think that it was going to go somewhere and that I, I could definitely do something better for myself, they were happy that I found something that I enjoyed. So they all supported me. So in your 12 years of business, have you, uh, you've worked for many promotions or, uh, or just one or just a select few? Uh, a ton of them. Uh, too many to count. Uh, at one point, I probably have like the first few years uh, of, of matches and promotions that I worked for and people who I wrestled. Um, I had it all written down. Uh, I lost track of things over the time, and I actually just I just got a new phone because I broke my last one. So like the last two or two and a half, three years of, of matches and opponents and, and promotions that I've wrestled for, I, I lost track of everything. But I, I could probably say, I mean, I've been to – probably somewhere between 12 and 15 states. I've been to, I've been overseas twice now. So I literally just go anywhere and everywhere. I don't have a problem, you know, going to a new promotion in a new state, you know, wrestling somebody new and different, you know, or going back to the same old thing. You know, it's, it's nice to just get around and, and change things up. So for me, it's, it's a mix of traveling everywhere and, you know, coming back to where everything started. So with that being said, you know, you mentioned that you know you lost your cell phone. Were you were you in a uh, a cell phone match? <laughs> no, I definitely. The cell phone gets thrown at their opponent. I, you know what? That may have, at least that was a good excuse. No, I was actually I was at a at a show uh, just last weekend. Uh, yeah, last weekend we had a an outdoor show. Uh, I, I I'm up in Ohio, uh, Sandusky, so it was cold, rainy, it was chilly out, and uh, you know I, I went to go grab my bag, and I was I was chilly, I was cool, it was raining. And I just I went to reach and I bumped it and I, I dropped it and it finally decided to had enough of me dropping it. So uh, it still turned on. I still did what I needed, but I lost all my contacts. My screen wouldn't turn on, so I lost all my contacts, all my all my dates, all my pictures. So it was unfortunate, but definitely wasn't wrestling related to to a match. I just it was before a show. I just dropped it, you know, accidental thing. So. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you another question, and we'll kind of go around the room here and then uh, let my uh, co-host ask you a few, then I'll uh, come back to me and I'll ask you the real tough <laughs> questions. No, I don't like tough With, questions, but all right, let's do it. <laughs> so, you know, every wrestler that, you know, that we've had on has always had an exciting finishing maneuver. I'm kind of curious, what is yours? What is it called? How does it go? What's involved? And uh, after you tell us about it, we'll see if one of us will be willing to let you practice it on one of us. <laughs> uh, actually, I just did a, another like, in-studio podcast last week, and I, and I actually did, did my move to somebody. Um, so up until recently, I was doing like the, uh, the old Carlito uh, backstabber, backcracker move. Um, but it's been so, such a common move, and I, I just, I've been doing it for so long, I decided I needed a change. Um, so now I'm just doing uh, variations of uh, a top rope double stomp. So whether it's to the back, to the chest, uh, you know, whatever the case is, I, I, my new finishing move is a double stomp. So no, no special name, nothing special, just me jumping on people. Well, what, would you would you take suggestions for names? Sure, absolutely. How about uh, sky's the limit? 
or soaring like an icon. <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad at all. I like to try to keep away from cliches. I've also had a T-shirt that said "Sky's the limit," so it's it's cliche, but it also kind of works. So that might be that's a very good consideration. I'll definitely think about <clears throat> it. Well, you you can use my name for anything. You just want to like put it on a wall somewhere and say "Call for a good time" <laughs> or "Good." Uh, let's kind of go around the room here, uh, Granny. Oh, real quick here before we get to Granny, I got to ask you this, and then we'll go into Granny. When you wrestle, would you say that you're a a baby face, a heel, an in betweeny, or are you what the crowd decides what you are going to be that night? Yeah, I mean, some nights are different than others. Uh, you know, it's, it's whatever whatever works best, I guess, uh, for the time. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of just what the what the crowd kind of takes me as. Sometimes people just like me because I'm small, I have blonde hair. It's just it just works. And sometimes they don't like me just because they like whoever I'm wrestling. So. It's it's whatever the crowd really wants is what I kind of you know pander toward, but you know I don't I don't necessarily particularly care either way. You know I I, I handle business either way. It's it's what we do. We we get in the ring to wrestle, you know, and to entertain people. So whatever is needed, I do. Uh, Zoe Sky is our guest here. We got about uh, thirty minutes here left with Zoe. Uh, you know I'm thinking the ones that don't like you are the only they don't like you because they can't have you and they know that. Uh, the icons got you. I think that's what it is. <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. Uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest, Zoe Sky? Go ahead. Well, hi, hi, Zoe. This is Granny. Hello. And I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a wrestler. Just so you know, I mean that little gimmick name that I have. I'm just a huge fan of this, this wonderful sport we call wrestling, and I've had this nickname probably for about close to. 18, 19 years, you know, and I've been to a lot of independent wrestling shows, and I, and I don't like the heels. I holler at the bad guys, and I do a pretty good job at it. So if I ever got to see you wrestle and you were ever heel, I'm sure Granny would probably have to talk some smack to you, you know, during the show. I'll be your friend before and after the show, and, you know, but during the show... I mean, like all my heel, all my my wrestling family members, and, and I'm not related to any of them. I love them before and after the show, but during the show, it's like when that light switch comes on. You know, Granny's got to take care of business too, and that's my job. Granny, it, it's it, helping the crowd, help, helping the crowd get different? going. You know, is it different when it's a female heel with you? Because we don't really talk oh. to a lot of uh, female wrestlers who are heels. Well, you know what I'm I saying? mean, so I, is it, I is can, it different hey, for you? Hey, I can. I can talk some. I can talk some pretty good smack to some female heels too. That I, just as much okay. as I can the guys, big swings. So yeah, Granny okay. can do. Granny, Granny does a pretty good job. I mean, I mean it's all for PG, example, of course, but yeah. Oh, of course. I don't. I don't use bad language <laughs> because there's too many kids around. I keep it family there friendly. There we go. But there but, we go. You know, so, Granny, the, is, uh, but there. So, Granny, what, what question do you have for Zoe? Well, I was gonna get to that. You know. Gosh, guys, huh? give me a chance. Um, <laughs> what has been your most challenging match you've ever had to do? Oh man, there's been a been a few of them. Um, it's hard to say the most difficult. Uh, most difficult, I, I suppose, in a good way. Um, most <laughs> recently, uh, probably just my entire tour in Japan. Uh, just because just like that there's a communication barrier and there's just a style difference and just like a whole different atmosphere. It's my first time in Japan. So just being over there to get a, figure out how the crowd works and how 
matches work and how things are like that that whole experience while was totally enjoyable was uh was definitely just a difficult to situation just kind of just get used to um but here in the state uh probably with mercedes martinez uh she has such such an aura about her uh i i love her attitude i love her in-ring work um you know and and i always take the challenge of being able to you know to get in the ring and, and 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 wrestle with anybody but it's it's she just she she's at a whole other level her, you know, I just, I was, it was one of those things where I, I knew it was time to go out and, and, and do this match, but I, I couldn't completely focus because I was still at awe that I, I had an opportunity to wrestle with her. So it just made it hard to, to realize like that, that persona she brings that, that just that overall vibe that she has, uh, you know, in the locker room, in the back, you know, even in, you know, at, at, at the merch tables and in front of the crowd, just the way she presents herself uh, you have to step up to her level, and I and I it was difficult for me because I felt like I wanted to make sure I was at that level, and I and I could and I could get in the ring with her and not, you know, let her down, let the fans down. So it was just more mentally, uh, but it was everything. And she's just so talented that it just it it threw me off guard. Oh wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, uh, Zoe I went to a guest here. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, Gray, I, no, go go ahead, Icon. I go have, ahead. Uh, no, we have uh, we have about 28 minutes left with uh, Zoe. Uh, we have uh, probably one of the, like I said, the coolest independent wrestler, female wrestlers, with us right now, Zoe Sky and uh, Granny. I, I know you got another question, so go ahead. No, that's all right. No, 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 that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, Big Swing. What's what do you got swing? for our guest, uh, Zoe Sky? I know. I know you. Uh, you got some good uh, questions for. Well, I mean, I, I guess really, I'd like her to take us through the path of how she got to where she's at. What made you want to become a wrestler? Did you have any uh, inspirations or idols or things like that uh, in the wrestling business growing up? And uh, kind of take us through the process of you know how and why you made the decision to do it, and and sort of uh, give us some background on that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I've, uh, I grew up and I, my mom, uh, watched wrestling, uh, here and there. So I don't know if it was oh. something she did with like, her dad or whatever the situation was. I don't remember exactly the whole story. I should probably talk to her and figure these things out for mm-hmm. these situations. But, you know, I, I started probably. watching wrestling myself and my older brother and I just fell in love with it. You know, uh, just overall, mm. uh, when it comes to sports and athletics and, and so forth, like I'm immediately drawn to anything that's competitive and in, in, in that kind of situation, but wrestling was a whole nother level. Um, I, I fell in love with it. I wanted everything to do with it. Um, even in school, uh, I, I went to a small school, so we didn't even have a football team. Like we, we were so small that oh, there was wow. no like, real, yeah, we had like no major real sports, you know, our biggest thing was, uh, was cross country. Uh, we, we were well, a running what, school. Uh, what, so era, what era time you know, period did you like, did you go up watching? Uh, mostly added to their like late nineties, oh, uh, okay. you know, mid to late nineties, yeah, early two thousand. Um, so you know, a uh, uh, big, big, big Shawn Michaels fan. Uh, he's always been my number one fa- uh, favorite to watch and, and study. Uh, love Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Triple H, uh, New School and Old School, Chris Jericho, all those guys. Um, a million you, more. Um, I can, you know. Ask you how you feel about uh, Edge. I love it. I've always loved his work. Uh, oh, everything no, he don't does. say that. I, I, I like, I like her a lot better now, I got. Well, you, you no, I am a, like I mean, no, 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 I am a, I am a certified, 
Big Swing what? has got a man crush on Edge. No, oh, okay. it's not that. It's just I, I'm a certified Edge head, but uh, only the rated R superstar Edge. I didn't like him when he was, uh, you know, benefits of Flash Photography Edge. I only liked him a little bit in the brood and then rated R from like 06 to 2011. But anyway, continue. Please. He looked- that's that's fair. I, I I enjoyed him then, but it wasn't the same effect as when he became rated R. I, oh no, attitude. Uh, true, true. Why? But, but I mean, rated R superstar Edge, hands down, best heel of all time, and I will argue until until the day is long. So anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so uh, you know, I, I decided to start. Uh, so my mom actually found uh, this professional wrestling company on local TV one late night. Um, mind you, uh, so let's go back a, a hair. So fresh out of high school, uh, between my junior and senior year, I enlisted in the, uh, in the military. I was in the army reserves. Uh, I decided that I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I loved professional wrestling and I wanted to figure out what I could do mm-hmm. there, but I wanted something meaningful in a career path that I had. Uh, so I enjoyed it in the military and, uh, I, I, uh, I enjoyed it, but I didn't like the aspect of, of my job and, 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 and so forth and the one weekend a month and so forth. I, I should have probably went active duty and enjoyed it more. But uh, once I found wrestling, that was my, my main thing. My mom found uh, a local promotion, Cleveland All Pro Wrestling, uh, on local TV uh, late one Friday or Saturday night. And uh, at the end of the, the episode, it flashed on with the contact number and name, and I reached out to JT Lightning and told him that I wanted to train to be a professional wrestler. Uh, I went in nice. on the weekend uh, and talked to him after one of his shows. He gave me his card, uh, and in late uh, 2006, I believe it was November, it was right before Thanksgiving, either right before or right after Thanksgiving, I had my first training session. Uh, it was difficult, more difficult than I expected, uh, but I loved every moment of it. Uh, nothing about it I would have changed between then and now. Uh, getting beat up a ton always, always sucks, but at the same time, uh, it's a great adrenaline rush, and it's a great feeling. Like, it's, it's, it's what I enjoy. It's what I love. Um, so, yeah, like I said, like, the last 12 years have been, uh, you know, an up-and-down road. I, I'd love to get more notoriety and get out more, but I've had such a great experience, and I've got to meet so many people and, and go to do so many things and travel so many places that, I, I mean, I just love what I do. And I kind of well, got know, one more for show, her. No, but being uh, on this show, you're definitely going to get notoriety now. That's oh, well, yes. I mean, we have, you know, double-digit <laughs> listeners. Uh, well, I, when I say double-digit, I mean double-digit in the thousands. Uh, listeners listening to this uh, right now. But, Zoe, one, one more quick thing, because I read, and I don't know if you've seen this quote. You mentioned Chris Jericho. Um, Chris Jericho had put a uh, quote up on his Twitter uh, recently, and um, – and I'm going to try to find it here while, while you're giving me the answer. But uh, his whole thing was talking about one of the most offensive things that he can be told or that he could hear uh, is that wrestling is fake. Okay. It's, it's scripted, sure, but it's not fake. And being somebody who is, uh, you know, in the business, who has taken bumps, taken the bruises, I mean, you have quite some time in it now. Uh, you know, it's not like this is your first, you know, first year in the business. Um, what do you think when you hear somebody call it fake and what would your message be to those, to those people? Yeah, you're right. It's, 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 it's an annoyance, I guess. I'm to the point now where I think people just see me roll my eyes and just kind of give them a look like, don't, don't say that. Like it's, it's not, 
you know, and I get that people are like, oh, it's fake because you guys, no, like, we really hit each other. I kick people hard. Like, it's, it's what we do, you know. Uh, it, we're not going out there just to, to you know, be goofy and just what and whatever. But when, when we go to do business, we mm-hmm. go to do business, you know. Everybody's style is different and things are different. But when we strike, we strike. You know, when we hit, we put holds on, you know, it's just we, we keep each other safe is what we do. You know, well, the, the quote from Chris Jericho is, uh, and again, I quote right right from the uh, Y2J's mouth himself, is fake is not a word I like to use because there's nothing fake about what I do. It's a show. It's a predetermined outcome. We're putting on a television drama, action, comedy, whatever you want to call it, but it's not fake. Fake would be if I was just about to take a body slam and then my stuntman ran in and took it for me. Fake would be if I was going to take a chair shot to the head and the chair was made of rubber. I'll tell the world that it's a show, but I hate the word fake. It's such an unfair term for us. That's what Jericho just put up a couple of days ago. So you agree with that yeah, sentiment? I, I that. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I definitely did say that. I completely agree with it. You know, and that's the thing. You know, people don't realize you sit there and want to say that it's fake, but how many times do guys and girls get injured, you know, and not oh, just, you know, and, and repairs of knees and so forth are unfortunate, and, and a lot of times it's not just because of an act, you know, it's, it's footing and placement and steps and so forth. Mm-hmm. But people break their neck. People break things, you know. Uh, you know, I, I know that the idea of gigging is out there, but it doesn't always happen. That You know, it, it's not always our say so that things happen. You know, I don't know how many times uh, I, I've accidentally been in, it just been hit in the wrong spot and just started bleeding. You know, it's just, it just things happen, and it, and it's unfortunate, but that, that's because we're not. It's mm-hmm. not fake. We're not. You know, again, when, like True. like Chris Jericho said, we're not stunt doubles. We're not. We're not just pretending to do this stuff and then, oh, quick, quick, you know, cut the scene. You know, put somebody else in and then and you know have crash pads to land on and fun things. Yeah. You know. It's cool to have that, that thought and, and, and everything until you're actually the one in the ring taking those bumps and those bruises to realize yep. just what it is. And sometimes the little bumps and, and nicks are actually more annoying and debilitating than the major. I mean, at least if you tear your ACL or something like that happens, you know, all right, I'm going to get the surgery. The rehab's going to suck, but I'll be back and I'll be 100%. Sometimes when you're, you know, riding the car to your next venue and your back is killing you, you have uh, – you know, uh, just little aches and pains and, and little things around or little cuts that are, you know, you bump it on something by accident when you're just making dinner and you forget about it. all oh, that hurt. You know, it's little things here and there that start to wear on you that people don't realize either. And I mean, you look at the average career of a professional wrestler, um, more so in men, just because, with, uh, you know, they've really only just started getting the women up to that level in the past decade. But you look at, you know, the average career, they're only really at a high level of wrestling for three to seven years. Okay. I mean, they're not, it's not like, I mean, very rarely do you see guys wrestling for 10, 15, 20 years other than maybe Ric Flair. I mean, he's an anomaly, but um, because of the toll that it takes on your body. So even being a radio broadcaster myself um, and, and calling various different sports, including wrestling shows, uh, I hear that quote a lot. I, I hear people on Facebook or I see people on Facebook, you know, when somebody comments on WrestleMania saying, oh, wrestling is fake, wrestling is this, or oh, I don't watch that crap. I get annoyed with it as well, and I'm not even technically in the business. So I, I always like to sort of see uh, what the responses are from people who live it every day and feel those bumps and bruises and, and back aches and neck pain and all that stuff. So that's good to uh, sort of share that, share that sentiment. 
Yeah, yeah, it's definitely so. And you even said it. I'm definitely feeling. I haven't wrestled. Uh, well, I just had a match yesterday, but it's it, you know, it, just these these couple weeks have have just been like adding up. You know, I've been wrestling. Uh, I've had some very continuous weekends, so you know, I I mm. have a, a nagging and it's been kind of bothering me since I was actually in Japan last summer. So it, it is those little things. It's not because we you know we don't get to bounce around on trampolines and on you know extra thick crash pads like. It, there might be some small padding underneath that canvas, but it's not much. So people will realize it, and you know, people are starting to get better with it, I think. It's the people who who don't actually watch wrestling that are the ones that say it's fake, which, you know, which then, of course, as soon as they hear otherwise, they just, you know, we just let that get past because we don't want to deal with those people and that negativity. True, true. Yeah. Awesome. Icon, you uh, you with us? Yes, I am. I uh, we have okay. Okay. Usually, usually he's usually he's stepping on my toes to get out of the seg the segue there. So that's why I was like that second of silence was like, whoa, where is he? All right. Now the show uh, advantage of it. What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Zoe's guys are guests here. We got about fifty minutes left with Zoe. Now, Zoe, here comes the difficult question. The oh boy. Gotcha question. Yeah. Okay, and I asked this to all independent wrestlers, and no one, no independent wrestler has ever answered this the same way, so I'm going to put it to you. It's a two-part question. First part, we all know that uh, as a wrestler, the big show, the big dance is the WWE. Now, is that something that you want to do? Because when you get there, you know, they say you can do this, you can't do this. They control all aspects of your life. As an independent wrestler, you control your own destiny. That's part one. Now, we know that you have the drive and you have the stamina and you have the, the damn good looks to get there. If you do get to that big million-dollar contract, will you not big-time us, still be our friend and still talk to us? Uh, I'll go ahead and answer that one first. Of course I will. Uh, you know, in, in that situation, it would just be along my contract to make sure that I'm good to at least be on air. If nothing else, we could at least communicate outside of this. Um, but, you know, that's that's the thing. I uh, – I just had a discussion with, about this with somebody recently. You know, uh, obviously that, that was always a goal. When I grew up, that's what I watched. It wasn't WCW. It wasn't independent professional wrestling. It wasn't anything else. It was WWE, WWF at the time. You know, mm-hmm. for me, for sure, I would, I would love an opportunity. Uh, I've gotten to go and, and do some extra work for them a couple of years ago uh, and do some things and, and get caught in and, and have a tryout match and so forth. Uh, I haven't gotten to go down to the Performance Center and even and get a tryout. I haven't really reached out. You know, so I haven't put myself out there to, for them to really put, you know, put eyes on me. Um, but I, of course, I would love that opportunity. Um, you know, but I, I'm also, uh, I'm not content, but I, but I enjoy what I have. Um, being able to travel, go wherever I want, do whatever I want, you know, uh, travel here, travel there, overseas. I, I literally get to make my own schedule and, and do what I want you know, charge my own price and, and get my own merchandise and, and do my own and my own bidding of everything. So that, that freedom itself is, is great. I love it. I enjoy it. Uh, mostly cause I just, I get to, you know, like, like you said, I get to do whatever I want, you know, however I want to do it. Um, you know, but of course, uh, an opportunity for a, even a ring of honor and an impact in the WBE would be, would be fantastic. You know, that's not to say that I would enjoy and want to stay there forever or that they would want me to stay there forever. But as long as I'm a professional wrestler in some way, I feel like I will be happy. And with that being said, in your 12 years in the business, have you uh, had a chance to win any titles? 
And uh, will you be going after any titles in the future? And if you are, I got good news for you. I'll let you ask the question first, and I'll let you know the good news. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I've had uh, a good handful of them. Uh, of course, if we have to go back too far, I will forget because, uh, I have a terrible memory. Uh, I blame that on being in the head, hit in the head a lot. Uh, I recently have held, uh, a rise, uh, the main rise title, the Phoenix of rise and the, uh, guardians of rise tag titles. Uh, I held a shimmer, uh, the heart of shimmer championship. And I've gotten some pretty big opportunities with promotions like that, that I've gotten to hold you know, uh, a championship and be able to represent their company. Uh, I currently hold um, the NPWA Midwest Professional Wrestling Alliance, uh, their main title. That is uh, currently my only championship. Um, I, I'm sure I have a title match coming up, but of course, you know, off the top of my head, I can't think. Um, so I guess, I guess we can, I can take a quick glance at my calendar, but I don't know that I'll be able to answer that right off the bat. Yeah, I don't think I have any title matches coming up, uh, not too soon, maybe next month or so, but not, not right away. Well, the title that you currently have, when did you win that? Um, back in, I want to say November or December of last year. I, I believe I it comes up. I'll, I'll be defending it soon, but I, I, I already have it. So, so you've held it for quite some time now. Okay. Well, yeah, because I, I think uh, I booked you for our show in October, if I'm not mistaken, before you won that title. That sounds right, yeah. And here's the thing now. So now we can add you to our list because anybody that we book as a guest, whether uh, they are, are going to be on in the future or go for a title shot in the next couple weeks, months, or what have you, they always win the title. So now we can add you to our record. We're now 405-0. and 0. Thank you. Yeah, but Icon, Icon, is there a loophole? Is there a loophole there? Isn't it people that have been on with us before the title match, or is it just anybody that you've booked who maybe like couldn't make it for whatever reason? I I was pretty sure it was people who have been on with us and spoke to us right before a title match, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong well, the that. way it is is uh, they uh, from when they get booked. Hmm. Yeah. Forward is uh, when uh, they can get added. When you count the timer, okay. All right, that's fine. I was just double checking on that because I wasn't a hundred percent. I know, I know what the number is. I just wasn't sure if, if it was people that we've spoken to or not. Uh, you know, we we have so many people on. I mean, three, pretty much two to three guests a week every week for the last three years. It, it, it's tough to, uh, you know, tough to keep track of everybody. But okay, cool. So yeah, she's part of that elite list then. I'll, I'll be you know, a part of it. I'm glad. <laughs> well, you know, Zoe, I'm, I'm kind of curious about, the, and I've never really asked this, but uh, I'm kind of curious. Zoe's guys are guests here. we got about nine minutes mm. left here. Uh, I'm kind of curious about uh, your your ring attire. Now, do you design your own ring attire, or do you uh, do you, like, buy it from a company? What goes into your ring attire? Yeah, so actually up until probably the last, uh, up until the name change. So before, uh, I want to say, it's been just over two years now. Uh, Before Zoe Sky, I was known as Angel Dust. Um, So for the first about 10 years of my wrestling career, I went as Angel Dust just about everywhere. So for those who don't have any idea who I am and where I've been in, in 12 years, that might be why you don't recognize me. Um, So before that, I never really had 
uh, wrestling gear. I never really went to somebody to have made it. I would just get whatever I was comfortable in. I would typically just buy bright colored sports bras and shorts or, you know, some long tights, or I'd buy some, some leggings and some jeggings and throw on a belt. Uh, everything was just kind of by design, whatever I picked up that I liked that fit well and that I liked. Um, probably the last uh, maybe three or four years, probably about four years or so, I finally decided to get custom gear made, and, and it was that. It was custom. It was whatever I wanted. So I can design and choose what I want, colors that I want. My design's pretty simple. I usually go with two or three colors, and it's the same stuff that I've had now for a while. But I just change the colors up, and but, it, but it's mine. It's my own. It's it's not something exactly. It's not something that I just went to a, a wrestling website or to the store and, and ordered that somebody else might have. It's my own design, my my colors, my artwork, my stuff. So it's it's my own. Oh, you nice. know, I, I made this for myself. And with that, uh, with that being said, I'm kind of curious. You know that uh, collector's card I made for you in the in the little corner of the card there. You have a title. What title is that? Is that the current title you have, or what title was that? Um, if it's not your current one. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. I believe it, it's probably either the Shimmer or Rise title, most likely. I didn't have too many photos of any other title belts recently. Um, so I, I definitely have to go back and check. Uh, either either likely the either the Heart of Shimmer Championship or potentially either the Phoenix of Rise or the Guardians of Rise uh, titles. One one of those three it might be. I'm not sure off the top of my head though. I have my phone in my hand, but by the time I actually might be able to find it, uh, you know I probably won't have any luck to let you know. So. Well, uh, Icon, when I came out to uh, to Fargo for the Maui Madness, wasn't there a Shimmer uh, competitor at that? I'm pretty sure I recognize that name. Which, which show was this? For one of the Shimmer uh, competitors. Oh, I, I went out he, to a like uh, an event in Fargo, uh, which is which is where Icon lives. And I'm pretty sure there was a couple of wrestlers at the show. One of them, I'm pretty sure, was had a Shimmer belt uh, with her. Icon, do you, do you remember who that was? Yeah, Kianora, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Kianora, okay. That's somebody you ran into throughout your travels? The gal I don't no, like. No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't I don't oh. like her because she won't be on the show, so that's why I don't like her. Ah, I, I see. A- see, Icon's, <laughs> I, I, Icon's, you know, petty when it comes to that, but that's okay. I, I understand. <laughs> well, I'm on, so you like me. We're good. There we go. Well, yeah, and I also I also like the fact that, uh, you know, we have Zoe Sky here. You're one of the few female wrestling, wrestling guests that does not have a restraining order on me yet. Yeah. Uh, yet, well, Let's not yet, push our we'll luck, though, smart, right? <laughs> yeah, yet, yet is the key word there. <laughs> so, uh, when is uh, you may you may have already covered that, or I may have missed it. When is your next match? Where is it at? And if our fans want to come check you out, can they get tickets, or do you not know when your next match is? Um, as I I definitely know. I actually have my calendar right in front of me because I'm double checking stuff as we talk. Um, I actually have two events this weekend. Uh, Friday, I have the Stan Styles Intergender Bonanza Three. Uh, definitely sounds like a bunch of a bunch of words. It's a uh, let's see, it's in New Jersey, I believe. I don't even know off the top of my head. It's in New Jersey, but if anybody wants to know more details, they can just reach me on social media and I can let them know. I believe it's Williamstown, New Jersey, uh, and then mm. this Saturday I'll be. Uh, at Mega Championship Wrestling in Elyria, Ohio, uh, in a tag match there. So uh, not a crazy weekend, but definitely a, a busy weekend. 
Um, but yeah, of course, uh, tickets are available still for both shows. Um, I know you can't directly get them from me, but if anybody's interested in that, they can reach out to me through social media and I'll throw out my social media here in a little bit. Um, so that way I can get them in contact with whomever they may be interested in, you know, getting tickets from. So I guess I might as well get it all now. And we can segue into that, which is a perfect segue. If our fans wanted to check you out and see how beautiful you are and how good-looking you are and uh, how you're a good friend of the icons, you have a Facebook, you got an Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, you got a Twitch. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I do have a, a YouTube, but I have no idea what that, uh, what that link would be because it's a bunch of letters and numbers, so I'm not sure. But I do mm. have uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my Facebook and Instagram accounts are both under Zoe Sky Official. That's Z O E Y S K Y E Official, and then my Twitter is Zoe Sky Pro, spelled the same way, just with Pro as opposed to Official. Uh, and then, of course, uh, anybody can hit me up with emails at uh, Zoe underscore Sky at Yahoo dot com. Uh, I constantly post upcoming uh, dates, uh, merch that's available for sale. I currently have T-shirts, beanies, photos. Uh, enamel pins, all kinds of stuff for sale. So I can do that stuff all through PayPal, through social media. So if anybody's interested in dates, merch, just have questions or whatever the case may be, social media is the place to be. Nice. And then uh, speaking of uh, speaking of pictures, uh, uh, and I think we talked about this earlier, do you think you might be able to send us a few autographs for giveaways? I can I can do that, yep. Okay, Awesome. Because we have, uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a big December uh, Christmas extravaganza where, uh, uh, for the guests that have sent us stuff, uh, we're gonna give away stuff to our listeners. And uh, I have a few uh, 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 kids that I know that listen to the show um, that would be interested. I know would be interested in autograph you because uh, we have one that uh, he's listening right now. I'm not gonna say his name. He wants me to. But I don't need him to get an ego trip like me because <laughs> I, I, uh, he want he said he wants to be like me in the ego sense. Hmm. So I'm not I'm not going to feed that. But anyway, I uh, I'm glad you actually admitted you know ego trip like me. I mean that's progress, Icon. That's the first step is acceptance. <laughs> you know that. Well, so. anybody that says they want to be like me can't be all bad, right, guys? Well, no, <laughs> that's true. But anyway, uh, we have uh, we want to thank you, Zoe, for uh, being with us tonight, and you've been awesome. And hopefully, if we haven't scared you away too much, uh, we can get you on again in the future. And maybe if you uh, are able to uh, hook us up with uh, your former trainer or some of your other uh, wrestlers, and uh, we can chat with them as well. Of course, you'll, you'll still be our favorite, and we'll still know that you'd be able to beat them if they don't come on the show because <laughs> they don't want to come on the show. I'll just put a bounty on them, and uh, you'll be the one that can get the benefits of that bounty reward. <laughs> I'm sure we can make that work out. I'm, I'm sure we can get back together at some point. But I also, real quick before I lose you guys, I did pull up that, that card you guys made, and that is the uh, Heart of Shimmer Championship that I have over my shoulders. So if okay. anybody happens to see that and has a question, that's what it is, the Heart of Shimmer Championship. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Zoe, for joining us. You are awesome. Thanks, Zoe. And, uh, we are glad that you were able to take time out of your schedule. Now I know that you got to go to your workout, and uh, you got to bench press your 500 pounds and make a couple <laughs> raw eggs. So uh, Whoa, 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 what? Well, isn't that what they do? 
No, I mean, I'm saying bench pressing what? Five hundred pounds. That's that's, that's, that's really. That's, no, absolutely. Oh, not. I was about to be like, geez. I, I was, I, that's no, no, absolutely not. I wish. Say, no, go ahead, make me, make me feel worse about myself, Icon. <laughs> that will, that will never happen. Me with three other people, maybe, but not me. No, no. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> I feel a little better now. Because awesome. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just benching the bar, so yeah. <laughs> but all right, cool. Well, again, Zoe, everybody. And Zoe Sky, she'll be on again with us, hopefully. And uh, we will hopefully, like I said, talk to her again. And we are going to take a quick word from our sponsors. For those of you who know the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and the Hart family, close friends of the show. We'll be back right after this. Guest number two. <laughs> Yeah, we just had Zoe Sky on with us, and uh, it was a great interview um, for somebody who has beat up so many people uh, to be to be humble uh, and, and and still pretty uh, even keeled um, is is you know always a great thing to see. I mean, we have enough between myself and Icon on this show. We we have uh, a little too much ego sometimes, so it's good when uh, you know our stars come on and they're uh, a little bit less in that department. So that that's always fun. But uh again Zoe Sky, uh current shimmer champion as you heard. So that's that's fun. And um you know she gets added to that exclusive list of champions who have been booked or have been on with us uh who have won a title match. So I don't know if we're good luck or, or what you want to consider us, but uh we have pretty good track record in that department. And uh, we will we will go from there. Icon, I do have the other guest on with us right now, 702 area code. So I will step aside for one second and let you do your thing, and I will jump in when needed. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is combatant number two of the night, and not only is she a top guest, she is the hottest film director in the history of film directors, and she knows how to make electricians tape a style, a fashion statement. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Deborah Richards. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Deborah, how are you? I'm fantastic. I just had a huge Thai food, and my belly is full, and I feel good. Now tell me, was that not the best introduction you've ever had? That was an amazing introduction. Thank you so much. That's a, that's amazing. Good job. Awesome. You got so the job. Here's what we like to do. After we uh, introduce our guests, we like to have them give us a little background, then we interview them. So if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, then we'll ask you some cool questions. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's see. Oh, my gosh. So I'm originally from England, but I live in Las Vegas, and I am a writer and director. Um, I went to film school out here in Vegas about five years ago, and at film school, while I was in film school, I made this uh, short movie called Boy Meets Girl, 
and it won four Emmys in the student category. Um, and so I won Best Director, uh, Best Screenplay, Best Editing, and Best Short. And it was like the regional Emmys for the um, for the South, uh, um, was it Southwest of uh, America? So it was a big deal, and um, yeah, I won four Emmys, took them home, and that kind of kick-started my career in film. So um, that's a little bit about my background. So with your with your film, Boy Meets Girl, now would uh, would they be would our fans be able to find that on YouTube or buy it on? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, yeah, you can watch it for free on my brand new website, which I coincidentally um, relaunched today, brand new website, and it is debbieandpink.com. That's D-E-B-B-I-I-N-P-I-N-K, debbieandpink.com, and that's the same as my Instagram as well, so because um, I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a contradiction that's a little bit strange, because um, you know, on the one hand, I'm a serious filmmaker, and I shoot commercials, and I do VFX for movies, and I, I, and I write, and I direct, and all that kind of thing. And then I've got this other kind of crazy side of me, where I'm a bit of an ex- exhibitionist, and I'm, you know, I model on the side, and I'm proud of my body, and I like showing it off. So there's this weird combination of like this kind of sexy side of me and then this kind of, um, you know, serious filmmaker side of me. And I think that's hard for a lot of people in Hollywood to get their heads around. Well, I'm kind of curious. Um, you know, you mentioned that you do modeling. Uh, do, you, uh, do you like model dresses or do you model like rings and jewelry? What do you model or and what won't you well, model? Right, right, right. The funny thing is, um, okay, so I haven't actually modeled for a while, for about a year, and I took some time off, and I'm just getting back into it now. But um, traditionally what what I've done is I've I've done, like, sportswear, um, some lingerie, um, and and a lot of fashion photography. Um, So just kind of creating cool stunning images of different photographers and um, that kind of thing. And I used to be, like, a total gymnast. Like, I used to go to the gym, like, um, twice a day for a couple of years. So I used to be, like, super in shape. And so that was good for, like, um, sports stuff. And, of course, I'm, like, six foot two. I'm, like, crazy tall. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I did. And... Uh... For uh, for those that might know, I don't know if you want me to share this or not, but I do believe that you are single, and I can ask you out after the show is over. Absolutely. I am single and ready to mingle. Um, I recently got out of a relationship. So, oh, geez. Um, so let's let's see who's out there. What's going on? <laughs> well, you know, one thing, uh, as, I, as, I, as I'm checking out uh, your Instagram, there's one thing I need to ask you. Then we're going to ask you about uh, your film and uh your other works but in your in your uh instagram you have a little fur baby little puppy uh oh my gosh puppy. i'm curious i gotta ask you oh about my you. gosh cookie cookie dough is ridiculously cute okay my dog her name is cookie dough and she is one of the cutest little dogs you've ever seen she melts hot 
She doesn't bite. She doesn't bark. She's good with other kids and good with the other dogs. And um, But the crazy thing is I found her on the freeway. Um, she was, like, running around on the freeway, and I just pulled the car up. I opened the door, and she came running over and jumped in. And she's been with me ever since. I took her to the vet, but um, they said that she was a wild desert dog. So she had, like, two rosy huh. teeth and crazy hair, and she was just, like, this wild, lost Vegas desert dog. And now she's, like, this completely spoiled um, little princess dog who lives in a penthouse and sleeps on a juicy couture bed. So she's very spoiled now, but um, yeah, she's a little heartbreaker. Uh, Debbie Richards is our guest here. We got about twenty-five minutes here left with Debbie. Uh, I'm going to ask you. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, we're going to take a quick time out. I had sent you a liner for a script. We're going to take care of that. I'm going to ask you one okay. other question, and we'll kind of pass it around the room. So I'll count you down from five, and then we'll go ahead and do that, and then we'll uh, continue. Ready? Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Dead Richards. Ah, can I start that again? <laughs> I got yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, this is Dead Richards. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hawkster. Awesome. And, cool. you know, I'll tell you, uh, big swing, do you agree with me? We're falling in love with our accent. Oh, thanks, guys. Y- yes, yes. I-, I love having, um, you know, any any kind of... Uh, you know, British um, person on with us just because it is. Say that again. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? It's what? like people call my accent a transatlantic twang because this is the fifth country I've lived in, and so my it accent is, is all. It is a little bit but, refined. I noticed that it's not as you know, it's not as full on as as some of the people that we've that we've had on. Um, but but it, it's definitely there. It's definitely noticeable. Uh, just because I think it's so much different than anything, you know, that that we hear on a, on a normal basis, on a regular basis. Right, so, right. comes out more when I've been drinking or when I've been like, ah. talking to other British people. It's like okay. when I say my teas, like words like water. Like if I say, oh, can I have a glass of water? Then I say, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like sort of instead of the ER on the end, it's sort of an AH kind of. Yes, I, I can hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but it definitely comes out more when I've been drinking. But even mm. in, in England, everyone thinks they sound American, and in America, everyone thinks they sound like English or Australian or something. What? Well, well, you, know, you, you know, that's just, Do you get you that, know, that you a lot? Because I've gotten that a lot. I, I've heard that a lot. That a lot of people confuse, um, a lot of people confuse the British accent with the Australian accent. Do pe- I mean, do people well, you see, you know, oftentimes really ask if you're an Aussie? I, I kind of grew up with an American accent because I grew up in the Middle East in, in a small island that had a large American population. And mm. and so, like, and then I went to England when I was about, like, 10 or 12 or something. And so my accent, I feel like, has changed over the years so much that it's just become this weird transatlantic twang and no one can seem to see, can tell where I'm from. Well, you know, you... Debbie, you mentioned water. You know, I have the quilty uh, Bellamy brothers uh, when I say, would you flow a love, come quench me. But anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask you another question, and we'll kind of go around the room here. Yeah. Uh, you know, the icon that made you a cool collection shirt, I'm kind of curious about the photo I used where you have, I believe it's electrician's tape covering your upper body. Can you right, tell us? right. 
what kind of photo shoot that was? Was it a movie? What was it? Right. To be honest, it was um, uh, one one of my best friends, Jolene Hex. She's um, she's a model too, and uh, actually, she's a lot of things. She's she's super awesome. I think she's the um, American uh, lingerie championship fighting winner or something. I don't know. But um, anyways, so you got to check her out, Jolene Hex. But she's one of my best friends, and she was doing a model shoot, and um, it was uh, with a friend of ours who's a really great photographer. And it was kind of like, you know, show up and, and do whatever you want. It was just kind of like a fun shoot to just, like, kind of play around, so to speak. And so I was feeling kind of um, irreverent that day. And I wanted to do something kind of punky with a little bit of edge. So, um, so yeah, it was kind of like an apocalyptic-type look. And I don't know, there was, like, a little Easter egg there. There was, um, like, a little sticker on my boob. And if you look that. really closely, yeah, if you look really closely, there's, um, it says on it, it's like one of those um, uh, P-Touch machines that you print a word or something. Mm-hmm. And it said uh, Hong Kong Blondes, which is the name of a um, of a, uh, a hacktivist group from Hong Kong of these white hackers. And so it just kind of went in with the whole theme of being really irreverent and kind of edgy. And yeah, well, and there know, was um, gaffer tape on my boobs. Yeah, well, you know, because because I love you so much, I, I started that picture. And I, that's one of the first things I noticed. And I then I whatever we'll, we'll we'll we can we'll talk about that off air. But anyway, Debbie Richards. Well, that that that, that that picture that picture is actually on my um is on on the background of uh, my new website. So if anyone wants to see what picture we're talking about. It's my website at debianpink.com. Brand new website out today. Check it out. Uh, Definitely Debbie, going to for sure. We got, we got about we got about a half hour left with Debbie. Let's kind of go around the room here, Granny. What uh, what do you got for our our, our lovely guest, uh, Debbie Rich? Well, you know, you guys are handling this interview pretty well. I'm just going to let you guys go with this because I've really. I can't think of anything really to ask her. I mean, so I'm gonna, let you, I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let you guys handle this interview, Icon and Big Swing. You know, you're doing an amazing job as always. So, okay, all right. Well, uh, well, Big Swing, what do you what do you what do you got for Debbie? Then I'll then we'll come back to me and I'll ask her the tough question. Hmm. Well, I mean, I want to know what the tough question is. Well, yeah, no, you 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 don't actually, but okay. Um, the 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 main thing, I guess, for me is what what, uh, and I ask this a lot to um to uh, um a lot of the wrestlers as well about taking us sort of through you know the the process of how they got into the business, but. For you, what uh, what sort of sparked your interest to do what you're doing? Why did you know? Okay, this is what I want to do. I want to be, you know, a, a film photographer. I want to, you know, be involved in in all of this. Like, what what sort of right. made you right. get into that? It, that's a great question. I, um, you, you know, like it, it was weird. I was always like super creative as a kid, and mm. I think the first career I ever wanted to do, to be honest, was actually be a um, a Muppeteer for the Muppets for like Jim Henson. Um, oh, okay. And so I so I think um 
um, my family kind of got like a video camera and I would make these like Muppets and I would use them in front of the camera. And so it kind of sparked an interest, right? But I never, ever, ever um, really honestly thought it would ever be a possibility um, because I grew up in the Middle East and then I grew up in England as a teenager. So like the notion or the idea of Hollywood is just so kind of like, um, foreign and far away and, and, you know, beyond reach, that it never even mm. occurred to me growing up that it could possibly be a thing. And then I started going to um, CSN, uh, uh, Community College here in Las Vegas about like five mm-hmm. years ago. And I started doing um, psychology and I took a film class and I was hooked and I just swapped majors and I realized, like, in film, it's just, like, it's, it's such a, out of all the art forms, I've always been super artistic, but out of all the art forms, it's the most collaborative art form there is. I mean, even a movie like something like Guardians of the Galaxy that took 4,000 people to make, you know, mm-hmm. it's so collaborative. Um, and I really, really enjoy that. And then there's so many different um levels and skills and disciplines and departments and facets to storytelling and cinematography and and the whole the whole craft of it is just so kind of multifaceted that that really really appealed to my um obsessive compulsive nature i guess oh okay now do you notice that it's it's difficult um in hollywood because Here's the thing about Hollywood that's a little confusing to me is they all want to be, you know, so progressive and they all want to, you know, claim that they're, they're so um, in touch with, you know, uh, everything from, from, you know, women's freedom of expression to, you know, the racial things to this, to that. And they want to be, you know, um, uh, they want to be sort of in, in tune with, with all that stuff. And you said, uh, you know, sometimes the two don't go hand in hand with the style that you sometimes do and Hollywood. Uh, do you find that there's sort of sometimes a, a bit of a, um, a, a bit of a double standard where they want you to, you know, conform sort of to Hollywood norms, but yet, you know, they claim, you know? So. Right. It's funny that you ask about the, um, double standard because the mantra in Hollywood for any project is we want the same but different you know Um, like any successful movie it's like we want the same as that but different you know that's the the mantra so it's it's, Hollywood has always been a double edge um, double standard um, uh, concept from day one I mean like when you say movie business you got like entertainment and you got business right and yes. the two seem to um, always just, like, kind of rub the wrong way with each other, right? Because so, um, it's just two different kind of parts of the brain that, that, that think of the, the financial side of business and, and the creative side of entertainment. So there lies the rub. I think, like, all, all of the divisions in Hollywood, whether it be, like, um, you, you know, social or, or, or whatever, or, um, you know, these kind of woke standards that they aspire to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's all predicated on a, a fundamentally um, flawed 
concept, which is the movie business. Mm. See, that's fun to know because I've noticed, you know, (laughs) that that, that a lot of Hollywood actors tend to be very opinionated about things, and a lot of them don't want to, you know, they want to say, like, I, I guess it really comes down to who it is. Like, it seems very clicky to me because, you know, if a particular actress, you know, with a, with a, with a big name, um, and I'm going to throw one out there, like, uh, let's say a Jennifer Lawrence or something like that, wanted to do similar kind of art to what you're doing, you know, Hollywood would preach empowerment and, you know, they, they would preach, oh, you know, she should be able to do that because, you know, the women's woman's body is a you know, as a uh, work of art and all this other stuff. But if somebody goes to do it who maybe they haven't heard of or somebody who isn't as big or, or it's not something that, that they sign off on, you know, they can they can be very opinionated negatively and shut it down really quick. So, you know, I just, I just kind of was wondering, um, you know, from somebody who's in the business and in Hollywood a lot, uh, if that kind of thing happens. So that's really, you know, my main curiosity. Well, I mean, like going back to it being clicky, of course it's clicky. I mean, um, you know, there's a saying that your um, you, film school buddies of, of today are your film crew of tomorrow. And, like, ah. you know, everybody kind of rises through the ranks together. And you do, a, you do a project with such and such actor or actress, and you had a good experience, and the project was well-received. You know, next time the next project rolls around, who are you going to call? Are you going to call your buddy that you just had that experience mm-hmm. with? So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's it's by it's clicky by design. But uh, did that answer the question? I don't think that even answered yes. the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. It's, it's, yeah, it's, for sure, because I, I, I was just mostly curious about that. Because I know, like, I work in radio, and it's sort of the same thing. You know, you see... You see radios, um, radio guys saying things, and certain ones can get away with things more so than others. Um, and it really kind of depends on the name and, and, and who they know and who they're involved with and sort of their reputation, per se, and things like that. So, yeah, I definitely well, – um, I think, I think, I think any, industry is, any industry is clicky. I mean, like, like say, take the radio industry, for example. Like if you were going to call in sick tonight, who are you going to call in to cover your shift? You're gonna call a, a stranger DJ that you don't know, or you're gonna call your buddy who DJs. You know. So. True. Well, they have to be employed at the at the station, but yes, yeah. I, I, I there are certain <laughs> ones that you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are certain ones that you'd have to ask. You know, that you would prefer to ask. Sure, I, I get that. Right, and, and it's the same with making films. Um, you, you know, it's no different. It's it's no different. So, um, but I think I think the the, the the biggest shitty thing about Hollywood is the um, is the whole money side of it. is is the business side of it. It's, mm. it's the part that I struggle with the most. Um, you know, when you when you make a project, the money's got to come from somewhere, so you've got to ask people for money to make the project. And true, true. You don't ever want to take people's money unless you're pretty damn confident you're going to make that money back and more and pay them. And that in itself is a very very difficult thing to do. Uh, Debbie Richards are a guest here. We got 22 minutes here left with uh, Debbie, give or take. Now, I'm kind of curious. Uh, co- uh, yeah. um, your 
your current project, what uh, what are you working on? When is your next film? Uh, this will be like a two or three part question. Uh, are, are you working on a new film? Do you got any uh, films that you're working on that you're going to be directing or making? Uh, do you need an extra to stand in? Do you need someone to come <laughs> carry your bags? Uh, someone to uh, paint your toenails? Uh, someone to be a bodyguard because I can stop a bullet once. Uh, uh, what, what, do you, what, what do you got going on? <laughs> okay, so for um, so the last couple of years, um, it, it, it's it's crazy, by the way, how long it takes to put together a movie. So um, the when I won the Emmys, it was for a short movie. It was for like an eight-minute short movie that took me a couple months to make. But um, mm. so I'm trying to make that leap from making, um, you know, I've made a bunch of shorts. I directed tons of commercials. Done a couple of music videos, all of that. Now I'm trying to make the leap to my first feature film, and that is a tough leap. Um, so I've been working on it for the last couple of years. Um, it took me about a year and a half to write the screenplay. It's a, it's called Dark Light. It's a vampire movie set in Vegas, and um, so I'm kind of at the stage now. Uh, we've done all our location scouting. We've kind of got a grip on like what it's going to cost and what it's going to take, and how we're going to make this movie. And um, so it's at that crossroads now of do we ask for that much money, or do we go back to the drawing board and reshape it because it's going to cost like eight hundred thousand dollars to make. And wow, that's an awful lot of money. So. Um, you know, so it's like, shoot, do we do we go for it and ask for that much money and take on that much responsibility, or do we go back to the drawing board and and reshape the project? And so that's kind of the weird space that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. So like everything's ready to go. It's just do we pull the plug or do we like reshape it? So it's like we're like in a um a late phase of uh the like every movie has like um you know, four distinct phases, and this is, like, the late part of, like, development, I guess. So, uh, with with that being said, in the cost, what is your, what is your potential for when you, uh, when you want to try and, uh, uh, the time frame for when you want to release this, or do you not have one? What is the potential for a time frame? Yeah, mm-hmm. for, uh, for yeah. when you would like yeah. to get this released. Absolutely. So um, say if tomorrow we decided, yes, this is the package we're going to pursue and this is the money we're going to raise, um, who's to know how long that period takes? I mean, it's a bit about how long is a piece of string, but I mean, with a really concerted effort, if we weren't able to raise the money within six months, it would be a shelved project. So like, mm. let's say it takes six months okay. to raise the money, then it would probably take about um, three months to prepare um, at the fastest and then a month to shoot, and then about um, three, four months in post-production. So, so how long is that? About a year so and a half with, until it would get out into a film festival. So, so, with, so with this, then, are, are you looking for, uh, are you in need of uh, extras or actors or stars, or uh, do you pretty much hmm. know who you want to have in the film? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would love to. Uh, do you want me to tell you a little bit about the movie? Get, give you a little taste yeah. of what it's about? Sure. Absolutely, yeah. cool. Okay, so um, 
it's uh, it's set in Vegas in the present day, and it's basically about this um, young, sexy. She's like in her early twenties. Um, she's a drug addicted vampire, and her name is Joy. And she kind of lives in a, a penthouse above the strip. And throughout the movie, she develops this um, bizarre relationship with this alcoholic homeless man um, called Douglas, and he's like in his late fifties. And he lives under the city in the storm drain. And, like, throughout the movie, you're trying to figure out why is this young, pretty, sexy, young vampire is trying to help out this aging, old, alcoholic, homeless guy. And the twist to the movie is that um, 50 years ago, when she was first turned into a vampire, the first people she killed were his parents, which ultimately set him off on this kind of, like, um, downer of life and spiral out of control. And so when he finds that out, he's got to, like, he's kind of faced with the choice of uh, whether or not to bite the hand that feeds, so to speak. So um, it's this cool movie, and it's a, it's a lot about um, dichotomy. And, and um, so, like, people treat her like a Scarlett Johansson, but she's really a monster. And people treat him like a, a monster, but he's just a man who's lost his way. And so the movie's called Dark Lights, um, and it's about contradiction. It actually sounds really interesting, actually. Um, it's, it's something that, that sounds, you know, that there's there's plot twists in it. There's kind of a, uh, you know, some some ideas that, you know, you don't often hear a lot in general Hollywood. So, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so it's kind of a, a dark, um, noir um you know, sexy vampires, Las Vegas, drugs, homeless, <laughs> alcoholic, twist, turn, maybe. <laughs> well, now, uh, do you, uh, now, do you plan on being in the movie too or just directing? You know what's funny? There is one scene in the movie that is in a um, strip club, and there's going to be like um, one of those long tracking shots that goes from the uh, dressing room in the back of the strip club through to the actual strip club. And mm. I've, I've recruited me and all my friends to play cameos as strippers in the strip club and in the changing room. Nice. Now, was hey, no, the that's club... Pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. Here's the thing. I, I actually happen to know... I have I actually happen to know an owner uh, of a strip club out my way. I'm over here in New York. And um, just knowing the way he is, he probably wouldn't have agreed to that unless some of his girls were in it uh, just for, for recruitment purposes of, hey, look who we got here at this club. You've seen them in the oh, movie, now they're absolutely. here. Absolutely. That, that, did he, plenty of did that club want any of their own? Well, I mean, we haven't, we haven't got to that point yet because like, we've got to raise oh. the money first before you're knocking on doors and doing deals. Oh, true. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, and there'll be plenty of opportunities okay. for that because the scene, as I envisage it, is uh, the point of it is to have, um, a lot of stuff is in the scene. Oh, good. Okay. So, what, so do you plan to raise the money? Do you plan on uh, going to uh, studios, or are you going to you want to start a GoFundMe uh, project? Well, the thing is, like, it's a lot of about eight hundred thousand dollars is a really high ticket price for a GoFundMe type situation. Um, I think ultimately it'll be a combination of things. It'll be a little bit of GoFundMe. It'll be a lot of private investment, and fingers crossed, it'll be a little bit of uh, industry involvement, whether that's a production partner or a distributor. 
or um, or maybe even an actor themselves. Uh, I, I'd really love to get Jeff Bridges for the um, for the aging alcoholic homeless guy. That would be my That'd first be awesome. choice. So I'm just putting that out there into the universe. Um, well, you know, and uh, with that being said, you know, and I am uh, people um, think that I'm just saying this, but I am being serious because in, in a project like this. The more freebies you can get, the better off you are. Now, I'd be willing to come out there and be an extra or be in a film. You wouldn't have to pay me. The only thing is you'd have to give me a place to stay and maybe a couple hot dogs or whatnot. But I'd be willing to come out and help huh. with the film. You know, I, I, I've run a camera before. A couple hot dogs. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, I'll yeah, absolutely. You're well. invited. As soon as as soon as we lock down the dates, I'll have you come out here and you can come on set and hang out and be part of it. Absolutely. Look at that, Icon. You got you got something to do here. Yeah, like I say, you you wouldn't have to pay me. All you have to do is give me a place to stay and uh like I say, give me a happy meal every now and then or uh uh throw me a bone or something <laughs> or lock me up whatever, lock me up in your basement, whatever. Have people throw we'll darts at me out of here. You can bring her. You can bring her your her coffee in the morning. You could be her coffee guy. Yeah, oh, I like there that idea. Yeah, I do drink a lot of coffee, so that works out great. There you go, well, Icon. You got a purpose in life. Well, now do you? Uh, <laughs> it's have a you know, real, real quick on coffee. Now, do you uh, do you drink your coffee black? Do you have cream, sugar? What what kind of coffee do you like? So I know ahead of time. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm so like I'm I'm kind of bougie in some ways, and then like so not bougie in other ways. Like I am nasty with my coffee. I drink I drink instant coffee with milk, and like about eight cups the first half of the day, and then about eight cups of decaf the second half of the day. Hmm. Well, you know what. Um... You know, uh, I would think it'd be the other way around, though, because you, you you got a busy day going on. You're shooting, you're filming, you're running around, you're doing all this. I would think you need that pick-me-up towards the end of the day to, to get through the remainder of what you're doing, you know? Well, That's what I, I would think. think. I, think it's a, I, I, I think it's a bit of a, uh, what, what's that when they give you the fake pill? And you think it's a real pill? Um, oh, true. Pill? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't think of the word, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I kind of taste, I taste the coffee, and then I'm like, oh, oh, it's like a placebo. Yeah, because I taste the coffee, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, this picks me up a little. Huh, you know, okay. here, here in Fargo, where I work, you know, I uh, I usually put in not that I, not that I'm bragging or anything, not that anybody cares, but you know, I put in you know 17 hour days. Um, including what I do with my regular work and with the podcast and everything, you know, I've invented a uh, a great pick-me-up drink that I, I'd like to make for you when you bring me out there. It's called a mocha con. Oh, boy. What's it's called a mocha con. It's called a mocha con. Basically what it is is it's it's a cup I of like coffee. I like the sound of it already. With, yeah, with with a pack of, package of uh, Christmas chocolate uh, uh, chocolate uh Hot chocolate. Did you say chocolate? You had me a chocolate. You had he me did chocolate. say chocolate. I got. What was the first the part of that chocolate. that goes with the hot chocolate mix, though? I missed that. A cup, of, uh, a cup of black coffee. Oh, okay. Black coffee with hot chocolate mix. Oh, hmm. Okay. What about the mocha? 
What makes it the con? Me. I'm the icon. The icon, icon, yeah. He's got to have some shout out to himself in there. I like that. No, that's hot. There you oh, go. Not, not only not only do you get to be on a movie set, but possibly uh, you know launch a new coffee brand out there in Vegas. So who knows? There you go. There you go. Uh, Richards, I love that. I guess here we got about uh, seven minutes here left before we get kicked off the air. Uh, so with your uh, with this film, it, it sounds really cool, and I I can't wait to be a part of it. Uh, I actually know uh, another cool uh, director that uh, we might be able to get out there and uh, uh, help you do some filming, too, uh, at, a, at a low cost. Uh, his name is Michael Breeden, and uh, he's been a guest on the show, and he's actually doing a documentary about me, and uh, he's done many short films, and you might be interested in uh, him as well. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. Let's uh, let's connect. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah okay. You know, you know, would you say though? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong in this statement, but when you have when you have a film that you want to make that costs so much money to make, the more people that are willing to work for free or at a reduced rate helps you out. It's not that easy. Unfortunately, it's not that easy because when you when you're working with um, the one of the reasons why the money is that high is because of unions. Um, mm. you, you know, you you can't you can't get away with um, not paying certain people uh, when when you're filming at a level where there's you know film permits and insurance and all all the rest of, that mm. that goes into making a, a legitimate production safe and 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 um, successful. Um, so it well, it, it sounds strange because you you have to pay people unfortunately and this this. Um, yeah, I wish well, I wish there, I, could, uh, I could get away with not paying. Huh? Well, is there like a, is there like a minimum wage that you have to pay somebody, or is it correct? Which, There's a minimum wage for the actors, for the extras uh, under the SAG rules, which is the Screen Actors Guild, and then you have IATSE, which is the Stagehands Guild, which covers all the crew members. Well, just just speaking <clears throat> hypothetically, what is what is a minimum wage for an extra? Out in uh, out in Vegas, out there. Oh, um, you know, and and I I would have to um, look it up um, because here's the strange thing: it's a it's a sliding scale. The more the movie costs, the more the extra gets. So now, um, and the reason why we're in that eight hundred thousand dollar bracket is if we if we made the movie for one dollar more than that, we would suddenly jump into a three million dollar bracket because we would be out of that category as far as um, uh, contract agreements oh, wow. with um, actors and, and, and everyone. So, well, let me ask you this then. Uh, if, you know, when I come out there and be an extra, now would I be would I be able to say, you don't have to pay me that, you only have to pay me this, or is it, or is it, is it is what it is? No, I think it, it is what it is, and it's mandatory. I'd have to pay. For, I think it would be like fifty dollars a day or something in, in in the case of this movie. Well, like I say, I'm, I'm willing to work a lot less because you'd be letting everybody know that the icon's your friend. And uh, like I say, I sure. will. Uh, <laughs> I definitely will call you after the interview. And we'll we'll talk more about it. But uh, we have uh, we have a 
But this is this is the crazy thing about the movie. This is the crazy thing about the movie business that it comes down to like pennies and dollars and, and business. You know, oh, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a writer director. I I I smoke weed and I write and then I go out and I shoot it and I bring it to life and I make it happen. And um and it's crazy when when all of a sudden you hit that uh um that side of the business and I, I guess it really kind of affects filmmakers when they're at the stage that I'm at jumping from shorts to feature films you know that's when the business side of it gets really serious um but also on my um on my website if people want to keep up with the project there is a tab on there um about the movie dark lights and there'll be more information coming soon i'm going to post some videos of uh some of the bloody uh camera tests and stuff that we've done, which is pretty cool. Uh, and real quick here, before uh, Debbie Richard, I guess you, we got a couple minutes left. But uh, real quick here, I'll let you tell everybody again. If our friends wanted to check you out, you got a YouTube, you got a Facebook, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? Tell us about it, so we can. Okay, keep that everything, up. everything like basically circles around two things: my website which is uh, debbieandpink.com, that's D-E-B-B-I-I-N-P-I-N-K, debbieandpink.com. And my Instagram is at debbieandpink, so the same thing. So, um, but my website has, like, all my films and, um, uh, well, not all of them, but, like, some of my favorite things. It's kind of like a digital scrapbook for me. It's my new website. It's just gone up today. It's going to change really often, so check back often and you'll see different things on there and different updates. I'm always working on a lot of different projects and it will have not only my film stuff, but my modeling stuff too. Um, whereas my Instagram is uh, pretty much just kind of like, you know, a snapshot of my life and some of my modeling stuff and a, a little bit of the more racy, raunchy side of me. Um, so yeah, so um, you can find me on the web or on Instagram at Debbie and Pink. And uh, real quick, uh, before we get kicked off here, and don't take the question I'm about to ask next uh, the wrong way, but, you know, you mentioned oh you do modeling. Is, is there any type of modeling that you wouldn't do? Like, for instance, you might, you know, you mentioned you do swimsuits and laundry, but you wouldn't do nude modeling, correct? Uh, no, I have done nude modeling, but um, nothing nothing pornographic. But, just, um, but yeah, I've done, like, a, um, what they call, like, implied nudity. Where it's just like either topless or it looks like you need. Yeah. Oh. Which is which is which is cool too because it leaves a lot up to the imagination also. So, but uh, I got right. we do have Albany Empire coverage coming on, so they are giving me the little thumbs up symbol. So, um, we do unfortunately uh, have to have to cut it today. Uh, but obviously we'd love to have her on with us again. Check out debbieandpink.com. Uh, check out a lot of her um, different you know, video ideas or modeling her pictures, uh, a lot of the live work that she's doing. And uh, hopefully at some point we can, uh, you know, we can have her back on. That would be great, guys. I really had a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. You have a great night. You as well. Thanks, Debbie. So we will see you guys next week. Again, two great guests, supposed to be three, but I'll take two perfectly fine with me. Stay tuned for a little empire coverage right after this we'll see you next monday for the midget extravaganza the little people lollapalooza thank you dead man walking you got it now you got it made up in the day and i can't allow 
Good time.